and welcome to the Society of Construction Law Australia podcast, the podcast where we look at technical and legal issues facing the Australian construction industry. My name is Jacqueline Smith and I'm one of the directors of the Society. Today we're joined by Cara Vaig, the current chair of the Society. Cara has sat on the board for a number of years and has had an extensive involvement in a range of um, activities and subcommittees within the Society. So Cara is really well placed to give some insight and some experiences about, you know, what you can do and how you can get involved in the different things that Sockler has to offer. So welcome to our podcast, Cara. Thanks, Jax. It's great to be here. We just wanted to give our listeners a bit of insight into what some of your plans are, the direction you want to take Sockler in during your time as chair. Because you've obviously had a, a very extensive time on the board, but what's your sort of future projection? So I think I am quite lucky in that I've been on the board nearly from the beginning and I have absolutely loved every minute that I have been on the board as well as being a member as well. One of the things that I've learnt from working in a contracting organisation is that we do something called a lessons learnt on a project. What went well, what didn't go well. And members will notice that recently we have issued out a correspondence just asking them to fill out a member survey. So what my objectives are as chair is really to listen to the members and um, having the opportunity to review all the results that we had from that survey will then set our objectives going forward. Can you share with us some of the feedback that you got from like what some of the general themes that are coming out of that survey? Yeah, of course. We had a lot of the, the survey was yes or no or highly valuable, not highly valuable. But one of the things that I really loved is that members took the time to actually provide a lot of detailed feedback at the end as well. Um, so which really goes to show that the members care about what the society is doing. One of the things that did come up from the membership is that they're loving the podcast. So our podcasts have just been getting a lot of downloads and from all over the world. So one of the other things that came out from our members is that they really love going to our events. And so it's not only about the content in terms of that our members are learning a lot, but it's also that we've learned that our members really value the networking experience. We've really created a community within the Sokla um, membership, and that's one of the things that our members really value. Looking back on your your time on the board, what are some of the highlights for you looking back? Actually, the highlight for me was when I filled out my nomination form and Ian Bailey and Matthew Bell signed my nomination form, who are two of my mentors, and that really kicked me into a whole new experience, and I'm forever grateful for that. And just on that, I just want to talk about the benefits that there are to being involved in Sockler. One of the things that we have is our mentoring program. I would not be where I am today without the mentors that I have. As I just mentioned, my mentors nominated me to the board. Now I'm the chair of the board. If there are any students out there that are listening to this and they're wondering, where do I go in my career next? What do I do? Come along to the next event. Even if you're not a student, if you're someone who's very senior in your organization and you want to connect with other people in the industry, come along. The Sockler is a great community to be a part of. Why do you care so much about Sockler? Because I absolutely love the construction industry. I have started out early on and accidentally fell into construction law and then I did my master's in construction law and loved it so much I asked them if I could do two masters. What do you mean by you accidentally fell? Can you explain that a bit more? I didn't know. When I was in year nine and I was trying to work out what I wanted to be when I was retiring when I was 60, I didn't even know that this job existed. So I'm so grateful that I accidentally fell into it. I found it as a career 
Um, it was never written down on a career plan or something that I ever wanted to be, but I'm grateful to be a part of this industry. One of the things that I love about being a part of the construction industry is I remember when I started out as a lawyer and I was sitting in the partner's corner office and I was so intimidated and he literally pointed out the window and said, that's what you're going to be working on. And he pointed to a hospital. And I just love that what we do is about things that we can see, things that are being built. We're helping the community in terms of how they move or how they get to work or how they cook their food in the night with the electricity that we provide them. I just love seeing that it's things that are what we can see and touch every day. I know one of your other roles outside of Sockler and your day job is you teach in the Construction Law Masters program at Melbourne Uni. Can you tell us a bit about how you got involved with that and whether that was an opportunity that came up because of Sockler? I didn't get articles out of university and I thought that my career was over and I may as well not um, plan to be a lawyer. I then worked in an architectural firm and I was determined to become a lawyer and to get in there somehow. From that the, the principal of the architectural firm suggested that I went and did my studies at Melbourne University and it was the best thing that I ever did. Working with the people involved in that program, I'm still connected to them today. I'm very grateful to Matthew Bell and Ian Bailey um, for the support that they provided me through that and I felt like doing the Masters gave me the tools that I needed in order to be fully armed in the construction industry because Jacqueline, you'll know when you study a law degree, I don't think I've ever used equity in my life but that's the stuff that kept me up for hours and hours and hours um but the masters in construction law I just found it really valuable and I still to this day they always try to tell me it's a paperless office and I've got about a hundred files of all my materials that I refuse to get rid of so I just loved it and really recommend anyone who wants to do it and did you get different things out of it as a student than you did coming back and teaching um, coming back and teaching, I I thought to myself, if I was where I was when I started doing that master's, what would it be that I wanted to learn? And I just really built a subject around that. And um, I feel like sometimes I run a hot desk at Downer. So the problems that I deal with every day or the concepts that I'm constantly having to regurgitate and it's Groundhog Day, I just really tried to put all of those learnings into it, course content. And I'm also super grateful to have David Albrick involved as well because um, as a lot of people know who work with me, when there's a dispute, I just get my 10-foot pole out. So Dave's got all of the experience from the back end and I'm the front end. But as well, we really try to cover that middle end as well about when you're actually in the thick of a project, what to do, how to do things, how to be successful, how to hand things over. So we really try to keep our course as practical as possible. Now, we've got a, a national conference coming up for the Society. Can you tell us a little bit about what the theme is, where it's happening, it how people can get involved. It is such a good theme. I love the theme. It is riding the new wave. The reason why I love the theme is we started off when I was involved on the conference subcommittee and I think that we had something relating to the GFC and was really doom and gloom about, you know, we're down, where do we go from here? So it's so nice to have the theme of riding the new wave because it's not only a spin on the Gold Coast and the waves that we'll be able to catch when we're up there, but it's also about this new wave of infrastructure that's coming in. So if you look um, around Melbourne at the moment there's just these huge projects that people are working on that are game changing to the um, to the city so you've got um, Western Distributor you've got Melbourne Metro you've got all the new trains that are being built you've got a new runway and so that new wave is about being positive about we're going into the future of this booming infrastructure. What job did you do that you were probably the most ill-suited for? So I'm all about 
um, stepping up rather than hiding behind something. So I'll give something a go. So once I was in a meeting and I um, was clearly out of my depth, but I was trying to hold my own and there was a lot of finance concepts being thrown around. So I was actually under the table having to Google (laughs) what they were talking about. I didn't even understand the subject matter. And then when push came to shove about whether we could accept it or not, all I could say was, but how do I sell this to my board? And then they told me the answer. Um, Cara, what do you see as being the main difference between a legal counsel and a commercial manager? I get asked this all the time about lawyers saying, do I become a commercial manager or what's the difference? So people have described a legal department as the, um, the handbrake to happiness or the department of no. But I actually don't think that that's the case if you get a really good legal advisor, someone that tells you what the problem is and then they give you the solution. But I think that um, the lawyers, they quite often, because I work in the front end, they concentrate on the contract terms. But as a commercial manager, I think the really important thing is to look at the risk. So what are the risks? How do they get managed? How do they get mitigated? And also how does the deal stack up commercially? Is it going to make money or what are the dangers to it not making money? So I think they're the key differences, but there's no reason why you can't cut across and help each other out as well. What would you be if you weren't a lawyer? I'd be running a really, really good events company. So Cara, can you talk to us a bit about what your views on diversity are in the construction industry? I think it's such an unfortunate thing that we have to talk about diversity and that um, I get asked all the time being a female in a very male-orientated industry what it's like to be a female in the construction industry. And I can actually say that I have had an overwhelmingly positive experience. I've had so much support from people in the industry pick me up and give me opportunities and I find it really unfortunate that that isn't the experience of all in the industry. One of the things that I think is great about Socklight is that we have so many females on our board as well as that um, diversity isn't just about female male it's also about age we've got a great mix of young younger people and then more established people we also have a great geographical footprint as well so we've got people from all over Australia and I can honestly say that from participating on the soccer board and it being as diverse as it is I've learned so much from people diversity as well as in in terms of our different disciplines I've learned so much about different things that I can then actually bring into my practice every day and I think it just makes you a better rounded individual. So I really hope that one day we don't have to have this diversity conversation and we all are just reaping the benefits about having a diverse workplace or a diverse life really. So Cara, at the end of your tenure as chair of Soclo, what do you want your legacy to be? Happy board members, satisfied members, and I also want Sockler to be seen as thought leaders so that when something happens in the industry, people turn to Sockler and say, what do you think? Where should we go? How do we do it? And in five years' time, what do you want the construction industry to look like? Well, it's using those thought leaders that we have as part of Sockler, and it would be great if we didn't have these issues that we have about security of payment, about proportionate liability, about that we make the law so complicated rather than trying to simplify it so that we can tell a 10-year-old how we operate and construct and administer a project. And I would really like to see one of the things that I'm really massive on is that I don't see people as competitors. I always see them as my colleagues. So it's about supporting one another, encouraging that knowledge to go throughout the industry so that we can build a better and stronger industry rather than just individuals. So Cara, if our listeners have been inspired by your recollections of your time on the board today, what are some of the things that you can suggest that they can get involved with if they want to get involved with soccer? 
There are so many different things and it can be something that's super simple, like um, regularly looking at our website and looking at what the events are that are on. You don't need to be a member to come to a lot of our events. So come and try before you buy, and hopefully you do buy. So you are more than welcome to come to our events. There's a lot of material that we have on our website, but then there's other people out there that I really encourage you, if you'd like to be involved on one of the subcommittees, we have so many different subcommittees and hopefully there's something that you know will take your fancy and that'll be something that you'll find a real passion in and enjoy being involved in. And people, I think sometimes they're a little bit intimidated to think, oh, it's going to be a big change to my workload. I've got a lot of things going on at work. It's what you make it. So if it is that you want to have something that is not going to be super intensive, then we can find a role for you. There's also other events that are on throughout the year. For example, the conference. The conference is such a good experience. We have it in a variety of different states. We've had it in Brisbane. We've had it in Perth. We've had it in Adelaide. We've had it in Melbourne. We've had it everywhere. And if you want to take it somewhere else, just let me know because we're looking for ideas on where to have it. But the conference is such a good opportunity for us to get together as an industry, network, talk about what the recent developments are in the industry and to also work out what we want to do going forward. So for an example, last year we had a working weekend. We actually rolled up our sleeves, we got whiteboard markers out and we talked about what are the issues in the industry? How do we fix them? And what do we do going forward? So a call for action, that's the kind of thing that I'd love for our members to get involved in. So right now we've got this thought leadership subcommittee. Marco Misco, for those of you who know Marco, he kind of scares me even with his energy levels. He is fantastic. So Marco is leading that thought leadership subcommittee. And then we've got all these different working groups underneath that. We've got people who are looking at time and programming protocol. We've got people who are looking at the John Murray Security of Payment Review. There's a variety of different things that are being done in that working group. It's about us rolling up our sleeves and fixing things. So if you're somebody in the construction industry and you and you think, why do we do it that way? That is so crazy. Then this is your opportunity to do something about it. Come and talk to me as the chair. I'll put you in touch with somebody that can help you about going forward. Um, one of the examples about when this happened was that Rebecca and Jacqueline joined our board, when was it Jack, three years ago? And you identified that we needed to get more um, of our younger generation in to getting involved in the Society of Construction Law. So it was great you took that initiative and coming out of that, we've got the Young Constructors Committee. And for those of you that are familiar with the YCC, they're probably more powerful than Donald Trump. So they are these huge community of young lawyers who are supporting each other. They're looking at things that they can do as a community. They're running events and they are um, empowered to do what they need to do. So even if we're not doing something, if you have an idea, we're always going to listen to you as well. And what about our mentoring program? I know you've been involved as a mentor only. I think that the mentoring program is awesome. And the other thing that I want to say is that mentoring is sometimes it's a bad date, a good date. You know, I've um, once had a mentoring experience where someone was a senior associate and they wanted to be a partner. And I remember one of my first times I went in and I was sort of, you know, just waiting for this fluid conversation to happen. And they had a checklist of all these things they needed to talk about. And in the end, the discussions became a little bit about me helping them become a partner. They'd cry sometimes. Um, so it, a mentoring experience can sometimes 
sometimes be really, really crazy and not go where you think it'll go. But in saying that, I have got the most awesome mentors that I could ever have hoped for. But that's not from me being a bit of a floozy and trying a few out as well. So I think that mentoring is about having an open mind and you need to put everything that you can into it. But if it's not working out, then you can move on. But mentors, they've got ideas that you don't even know of. I've been sent scholarship opportunities. I've been given speaking speaking opportunities. I've been told about the master's course. I've been given so many opportunities of things that I didn't even realize were out there because of my mentors. So the other thing that I am really big on is collaboration. So at Downer, we talk about collaboration all the time because we see that when we team up with people, whether it's joint venture parties or if it's in the context of just our divisions working together, we achieve the best results. So one of the other parts of SOCLA that I see as being a really critical part is our kindred organizations. So this morning, for example, I was at Engineers Australia listening to Sean Brady speak. I loved doing that because I think that it's really important that we support all of the parts of the industry. So our Kindred Organisation Subcommittee, we have got Jeremy Chenoweth who runs that and it's about connecting all of the different major organisations in Australia and making sure that we're connected and that we have open communication channels. So, Cara, how can people follow what's happening with Sockler? Well, firstly, you can follow us on Twitter or on LinkedIn. I also encourage people to regularly um, visit our website because it's updated with um, links, information, events. We are also updating our website. It is a little bit clunky and ugly. I recognise that. But we are currently updating it. Um, so I think it's really critical, though, that you do follow along in terms of the um, Twitter feed because you'll then be able to see what events are happening what papers are available. The other thing as well is that we have a regular newsletter and that is great because it is a bit of an executive summary about everything that's happening in Sokla and a good way for you to keep across everything that we're working on. One of our other um, committees that's very active and you know we've become known for is our academic subcommittee. Can you talk to us a little bit about what activities and opportunities exist in that portfolio? Of course. So our academic subcommittee is run by Matthew Bell. And the two key things that I see that come out of the academic subcommittee is that we provide for a scholarship um, grant. And that is giving the opportunity to people in the industry to apply to SOCLA to receive funds in order for us to support them in a research that they would like to conduct or if there's an initiative that they see that would be of benefit to members. So this is a great opportunity for people to be paid in order to be able to fix a problem in the industry. So I really encourage you to reach out if that's something that's of interest to you. The other thing that the academic subcommittee does is the booking prize. And we've had some incredible papers that have come through the booking prize um, award and every year when we do the conference one of the things that our the attendees say is they just love the booking prize segment and I really think that um, people are quite daunted sometimes to write a booking prize paper but once they've done it they tell me that it's a really rewarding experience and also to be there and be given a certificate by Justice Brooking is an incredible experience as well to be part of that program so the academic subcommittee is a really big part of SOCLA. So, Cara, what are some of the activities that are keeping uh, Sockler busy at the moment? We are very busy at the moment um, looking into the John Murray Review. We have, um, we're collecting information from our SCL international colleagues. We have received submissions from our members. We have um, revisited the report and all of the work that was done by Robert Elliott and his subcommittee back in 2014. We are meeting with John Murray and we are working um, hard to take um, any of the initiatives forward that John um, proposes 
and particularly to listen to our members and consider what it is that is critical to them as part of that review. I also want to thank the subcommittee who back in 2014, for a number of years, there was so much research and a lot of hard work that went into producing the Security of Payment Review Report that was released in 2014. It's great to see that that um, report has been circulated around back in 2014, has been sitting on our website, and then now that John Murray has come out and announced that he's doing the review, it's great to be able to grab that off the shelf and be able to say, here, look at all this great work we've already done. So I really am very grateful for all of that hard work and there's pages and pages and pages and hours and hours and hours of work and it's great to see all of that being paid off now. All right, thanks very much for joining us, Cara. That was great to hear about some of the things that you've been involved with over your time and I'm sure you've inspired many people to join up and get involved and you know start having their say in what's happening in the industry. Thank you for coming in today. My pleasure and I hope that if I have actually inspired anyone, please don't um, hesitate to get in contact with me, my details, my email, my phone number. I'm always available and would love it if you could get in contact with me. Thanks guys.